0: hey there and welcome to the two mom life podcast a show for moms like us balancing it all and ready to live an inspired and full life everybody welcome i'm your host jody fried mom of four jewish community professional and mother's empowerment coach motherhood is a journey and on this podcast inspired by jewish thought you will learn from other moms receive practical advice and loads of inspiration. Motherhood is messy and certainly not perfect. So here is to mom life, to finding your way, to finding perfect moments. Here is to you. Especially over these past couple of years with the pandemic, there's been a lot of loss and unrest and upheaval. And that is why I am really excited and excited is a funny word to use, but I'm, I am, I'm very excited to bring to you this week's episode where I sat down with Robin Meyerson to talk about loss and how to talk to your children about loss. This is a topic that resonates. I know with many of my listeners, some of you have even reached out to me about it. And it resonates with me too, because my husband lost his mom when he was just a toddler and I never got to meet her. And I often feel that void. And it's been very interesting to navigate with our kids and to just think about the way that we've spoken to our children about it. And so Robin shed some light onto how to address this hard topic of loss with our children. Please enjoy. Thank you so much for listening to the Two On Life podcast. If you've been here for a while, you know that I don't take it lightly. We're all very busy. If you love this podcast, please subscribe if you haven't already. And also leave us a review on iTunes. That is how other people can hear and learn about the Two on Life podcast. So thank you so much and enjoy.
1: Okay, ladies,
0: on December 14th is the last Embrace My Vision workshop of 2021, of this year. If you have been meaning to attend, if you've been intending to grab a spot, do it now because this could just change your life. It could just change your life for the better. This workshop, it's a completely free workshop. And it's for you if you are overwhelmed, if you are a mom, and sometimes you even feel like you're at your wits end, you can't get your kids to the appointments they need. You have so much on your plate and you know that you were made for more. There is stuff that you want to do. There is light that you want to shine in this world. And you're just not sure how to make it happen, especially given like Shabbos cooking every week, schlepping the kids everywhere, somehow taking care of yourself, having a spouse to take care of, having a household to manage. There's just so much. And you don't know. Sometimes can't even connect with that bigger vision, but you know that it's there. This is your opportunity to give yourself one hour, one hour to connect with your vision, connect with yourself, give yourself some time and some space, and the results can be profound. Really excited to see you there. LoveAdventureMom.com slash vision. Hey, everyone, welcome back to the Two Mom Life podcast. It is so great to be here with you. And um, gosh, it's such a gift. I really appreciate you being here with us. Today, I have an amazing guest, Robin Meyerson, who has a wealth of knowledge and does some incredible work in the Jewish community. Um, And she'll tell us more. But I learned about Robin through a class that she gave here in Portland, um, where I live, about the Jewish view on death and dying in the afterlife. And it really was an eye opener on some of what she shared. And it also got me thinking of doing an episode here on the Two Mom Life podcast around loss and how to speak to our children about loss. My husband lost his mom when he was three. And it's been a part of our life and our experience as parents, I'm really excited about this conversation, because I know we're not the only ones. And we always have things to learn. So Robin, without any further ado, thank you for joining me. And can you go ahead and introduce yourself to our listeners?
1: Sure. So thank you so much for having me on your show. Um, I did not plan to sort of get into this space. You know, when I was a little girl, I didn't say, you know, one day when I grow up, I'm going to be working in this area and helping people with loss and, and the afterlife and such. But um, the reason I got into it was in my community where I live in Arizona, I'm part of a group called the Kadisha which is the Burial Society. And that's uh, a group of women who take care of people who have passed away. And, and I also do a lot of Kirov and outreach and teaching with Jewish men and women and coaching um, Jewish observant people as well. And so it all came together with the Havra work, the Burial Society work, and my background in marketing and, and education to, to teach people about this important topic.
0: Wow. And you, you have some really amazing, incredible stories that you shared. And I have your book right here from this world to the next. It's just incredible. So t- so tell me, for parents who lost a parent when they were young or throughout their childhood, there's so many emotions. There's fear when they step into parenthood. There's sadness around not having their mother or father, their parents, around to share in the simchas and uh, to commiserate with what would you say to a new parent who lost a parent as a child? What would you tell them?
1: First of all, this is a very complicated uh, subject and sometimes the best thing when it's very, very fresh is not to say anything at all. You know, let's say that someone's just recently lost a loved one. You know, when you go to the Shiva, we have amazingly delicate customs in the Jewish faith about Shiva and visiting and First of all, we just want to listen and listen to the person, the mourner, and have them express and share their memories and talk it out and just sit and just sit and listen. So when it's right at the beginning, that's that's what I advise people to do is just to listen and say, I'm so sorry for your loss. And not to say other things, not to say things like, oh, well she lived a long time, or he lived a long time, or they had a great life, because you never know if that's going to hurt someone's feelings. So it's better just to be silent and listen when it's right at the beginning of someone's loss. And there's a journey that we all go through right at the very beginning, the seven days of Shiva, we, um, it's the most excruciating part of it. And then after 30 days, and then after 11 months, and then over time, Hashem really God, he kind of, guides us through this, this process of mourning, because over time it gets, not that it ever goes away, but it gets less and less over time.
0: And for the new parent who had lost a parent when they were young, and they're trying to navigate this new journey of parenthood themselves, and they're maybe a little bit unsure of what to say to their son or their daughter, you know, as they, as they bring them up what's your advice to them? Like, you know, for example, what are, what are some of the do's and don'ts, you know, like when is it okay, so to speak, to start talking to your child about their grandparent who passed away, or when is it okay to start taking them to the cemetery? And how do you frame those conversations? Do you have any guidance?
1: Sure, absolutely. You know, kids are more resilient than we really think they are. And especially, you know, in our Jewish school system, they're learning about death all the time. When they learn in the Parsha, they learn that um, they learn in Hyasara that, that Avraham had to bury Hyasara and had to bury Sarah. And they're learning about Joseph and when he passes away. So they're, they're learning it starting in kindergarten, right? Or preschool even. So it's not so scary for kids. So I really think starting at the very beginning, and as long as the adult, as long as the mom and the dad feel comfortable in their own self and they learn about it, then they're going to present to the child, um, a sense of mom and dad, Bubby and Zadie, Safta and Saba, whatever we call them, you know, they're in the next world because the soul lasts forever, right? The soul mm. never ever dies. So I'm just going to call them Safta and Saba. Yeah, <laughs> um, right. They're in the next world, which means they can see everything that we're doing in this world. And we can maintain a spiritual relationship with them. It may, we, you know, we can't hug and kiss them. We can't, we can't. They can't tuck us in at night or read us a story. But we can do mitzvahs for them in this world that helps grandma and grandpa in the next world. So you can even start age appropriate. At different ages, you say different things, but even when they're really little, you can get their teddy bears and dolls, and we can we can learn the olive base, and we can say we're doing this in the merit for grandma and grandpa, Bubby and Zadie. We can yeah. do it in their merit, and it's gonna send them a gift up to Shamayim in heaven. So I really believe that making it appear to the child, which is the truth, that the afterlife is real, the grandma and grandpa know what's going on down here in this world and we can maintain a spiritual connection with them if we do mitzvahs in their merit and we act like good little boys and girls you know like mm-hmm. it's going to send them packages up in heaven
0: yeah that's great and that puts it in a tangible light it's something the kids know how special it is to get a gift <laughs> from somebody mm-hmm. and and what that feels like and that's i i just love that terminology you know talking about giving them a gift and we can do something as simple as learning the olive with your teddy bears, like that's great. And it, you know, it strikes, it's been striking me this year, how much my kids have been coming home from school. As you said, I'm talking about when Abraham died or when Sarah died and this is where they are and they're, you know, and it's, um, it is kind of nice to have to have that conversation and some of those terms be a, a little bit normalized just by learning the parsha every week. Yeah. One of
1: the things too that what makes it more normalized is that we also have other customs. We have the custom to say kaddish on the yard site, which is the kaddish is a special prayer that we say. So when depending if you have older kids, let's say you have kids that are teens, you can explain what kaddish is about. And you can explain that also as a gift to them. You can explain Mishnayos and, and studying the Gemara. And as the children are older, you can explain more in-depth, you know, concepts to them. And they'll get that and they'll understand. And even today, you know, you can go to the grave sites in Israel of Sarah and Abraham and Adam and Hava, right? Yeah. We can go to their grave sites and we can tell them that part of the Neshama is at the cemetery, And it's not too scary to bring someone, a little, a child. You have to make it, you know, you have to know your child to know whether or not they could handle it and the age. But going to the cemetery, in my experience for a child, makes it more real and they can go through their own grieving process as opposed to not taking them. And then they're scared and they have dreams and they they make up things in their own mind about what it is. And it, it could be even more scary. So it's not scary. So if they actually see it and they see mom and dad there and they see family members there. So I've taken, I've taken my children to the cemetery and um, there's a a loved one of ours that they want to go back and visit. They want to spend that that time once a year. They want to do that.
0: Yeah. That's beautiful. Is there an age that's too young? Do you think, or do you think it's really whatever? Yeah.
1: Every child is different. And I think parents need to know their children. I think a five-year-old, can, can start to sense. And as long as the mom and dad is there, and as long as it it depends on the situation, if it's a funeral, maybe it depends who's all there. If it's going to visit, that's a separate situation. Right. Um, And as long as there's someone who can, who's really close to the child and can hold their hand and explain that, you know, the soul lasts forever and the soul goes up to heaven. um, But the body it needs to return to the earth from where it mm. came and not make it a scary situation.
0: It's very matter of fact. I can even, you know, the your tone of voice, the inflection that you're using, it's very, it's just, it just is.
1: Yeah, it just is. It and is. I also like to say, you know, just like a baby goes from being a baby to a toddler, to a kid, to a teenager, to an adult, to an old person. The afterlife is just the next stage. It's just it's just the next stage after being an old person, or or you know, depending on the situation, we just it's the next phase. It's the next phase of life is the afterlife, which lasts forever.
0: Yeah. What are some other myths that would resonate with little kids that you can think of, and maybe give so, us some ideas?
1: Yeah. I have a, um, we, I wrote a book called Let's Do a Mitzvah for Bubby and Zadie, and it got turned into a children's book by uh, Bracha Gatz. It's very nicely illustrated, and it goes through the different things that children can do. You know, they can, right before lighting candles at, say, on Shabbos, kids could put some money in the Sadaka box and say, you know, this is for grandma or this is for aunt, you know, auntie so-and-so. Um, kids could also, they could learn Mishnayah, they could... Oh, I had a, I had a little boy call me one time and he said that he set up a gamach at school, which is a lending, like a lending group. It was for pens and paper and crayons and erasers for oh. kids who didn't, you know, they forgot it or they lost their, you know, their school supplies. So he set it up and he called me out because Mrs. Meyerson, I set up a gamach for my grandfather's memory. Oh, <laughs> that's it's beautiful. So yeah,
0: I was like crying when he called me. It was so sweet. That's unbelievable. What was your
1: relationship with that boy? Had you spoken to, to his No, father? I didn't know him. So basically what happened was he got a copy of the book, I Lost Someone Special. And he, in the back of the book, it has... Um, a, a listing of things that you can do. And then if you do them, you can send in your, like a letter and get like a sticker and a CD and such. And so he, he filled out the paperwork and that's why he, we knew about him. And, he, and we get letters and emails all the time. And that just shows us that the children are accepting it and learning about it and actually implementing it. And I also have a curriculum for, for schools, to give to for for um for teachers to be able to teach about this at school.
0: Yes, I've taken a look at it. I actually have it right here. Me, the all Yeah. How can um I know we definitely have some teachers listening in. So if there are parents or teachers who are interested in that, how can they get their hands on a copy? So first
1: of all, these, these books and these curriculum materials were overviewed by many moras, rabbis represents to make sure that they were appropriate for the students and they're for grades K through 12 and they're, you know, age appropriate and you can get them on the NASC website, which is the National Association of Hebrick Kedishas. There's a, like a book section, and you can order them from there. And the, the curriculum guide is in 200 schools I had through Torah, Mazora because there are situations, you know, we have we have tragedies that happen in, in communities. In fact, the, the book, I lost someone special, we sent 100 copies of that to Florida, when there was the, you know, the terrible building collapse, so the families could have the book and the materials.
0: Um, And we'll put all the, we'll put the links in the show notes so that people can just, you guys, you can just go and click on them. But yeah, and as you're seeing that, I'm remembering back to when I was in second grade and um, one of the, one of my classmates lost her mother. And not long after that, one of my sister's classmates lost her mother. And as young kids, you know, in relatively sheltered (laughs) homes, death was not a part of our regular experience. And I remember it really shocking me. And my parents walked us through it both of those times and and were very supportive. But I'm curious, uh, you know, unfortunately, tragedies do happen. And what are the ways that we can, A, support our children if something like that happens to a friend of theirs? And B, support that friend who's going through that and who, you know, who experienced this loss. Sure.
1: So depend. it also depends on the age of the child. If the child is a teenager, then certainly you can have a a pretty in-depth conversation with the teenager and explain to them the rules of Shiva, because maybe even the teenager could go, go to the Shiva house. And I mean, I've had, I've had children go, there was a teacher who lost her spouse and the whole class went to the teacher's house and visited her at the shivakal. And they were in, I think they were in about fifth grade. And then there was another situation where a ninth grade girl, her mother passed away and the whole class, the whole ninth grade class went to the funeral and The reason was is to make it real to to, we want to teach our children empathy for other people. We want them to feel the pain and be friends and and just empathize and learn the customs. So so it's not scary. And also we as Jews, we want to do Hesed, we want to do kindness. So maybe it's offering to babysit or do some tutoring for the younger siblings during the difficult time. Maybe it's offering to bring a meal all these things that we can show our children that, you know, we're going to do that. Can you help me do it? You know, maybe you make the meal, but then your, your child brings it to the house, you know, to the door, all those things gets the child involved with the process of hesed and and comforting the mourners. And then also just basically, you know, the child's going to feel scared. Like, am I going to lose my mommy and daddy? Because, you know, my friend lost her mommy and daddy. And so, so you have the conversation and you say, look, you know, maybe they were sick or maybe it was an accident. We don't know what the situation was, but we say, you know, mommy and daddy are healthy and we plan to live to 120, God willing. But, you know, things happen and everything Hashem does is for the best, but we're here right now and we love you and we're going to take care of you. And if you have any feelings that you're scared about or, or anything, we're here to listen, you know, let your child talk and express and, and just keep an eye, keep an eye on your ch- your child because, they're going to express, you know, sadness, and that's normal. And, and they'll express a little fear because they don't want to lose their parents, you know, so just keep an eye and, and be open to talking about it.
0: Yeah, it's always heartbreaking. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm losing my words, because I'm just, it's just, it's, it's always hard. It's hard for us as adults. And, you know, I'm, I'm thinking back to what you were saying earlier about how this is a part of life and there is an afterlife and there is the next step and the next place for us to go and and for everyone to go and be. And I think even for us as adults, you know, having that knowledge that we can do, we can do something to help those loved ones who we've lost, you know, is very comforting. And that's, of course, one of the beauties of Judaism. We have all of this laid out for us very clearly. Is there any any last piece of advice or, or anything that you'd like to share either related to this topic or not for our listeners today. I mean, these are moms from all over the world and we all need help. (laughs) We're all beautiful. You know, you've got a number of children, Baruch Hashem, and do amazing work. So what's one more piece of advice or something you'd like to share with our listeners today?
1: Sure. So I I think it's nice to, depending on the age of your kids, to make like a family tree, and, and to go back in time and say, look, you know, these are the, these are, our, if you can do some genealogy and look back and say, you know, this is mommy and daddy, this is my side of the family, and this is your, you know, your father's side of the family. And then look at the grandparents and go back as far as you can and look at aunts and uncles and say, look at this big tree that we come from and, and, and do mitzvahs in their merits and talk about it. And maybe even choose as a family a project to do together for someone who's passed on so that it becomes like a family affair and it becomes something positive to do together as a family to remember your loved ones from from beyond. And, you know, they're going to know I I have I just want to also mentioned that there's many miracle stories that I have, and I've put them in a the book about the afterlife. And I'll just end with this really short, short miracle story. There was um, my mother in law had passed away about 15 years ago, or actually it's 20 years ago now. But 15 years ago, I was refinancing my house. Okay. And the appraiser came to the house actually on her yard site. And I got the appraisal I needed because <laughs> to refinance the house. And I, you know, my husband had lit the candle. We have a yard, we had a yard side candle. He'd said, you know, cottage for her. And it was a long. It was a long shot that we were going to get the appraisal, but I knew it's because it was my mother-in-law's yard site, and she was a real estate agent. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so I knew that her little her little neshama was chasing the appraisal man around the house and saying, "You better give them a good appraisal." That is so
0: crazy! Oh my gosh! Did you specifically did you specially schedule it? On her. No, <laughs> no, no, no. So
1: we had worked for two weeks to like clean up the house, declutter the house, plant flowers in the front of the house. We did so many things to like get the good appraisal. Yeah. And then I was like, we were so tired of all that work for two weeks. And then when he scheduled it, I looked at the calendar. I'm like, ugh. It's my mother-in-law's yard site. It's going to be okay. <laughs> That's amazing.
0: And I have to recommend your book because I've been reading, I, I haven't read it cover to cover yet, but I've been reading, you know, snippets of stories here and there. And I mean, it's a whole book of miracles. It, it really is. And it also shows how when we tune in and when we're open to miracles, like miracles are happening every day. And I think in this, this realm, you know, with what we're talking about, there is, it's so powerful. It's so powerful. And um, so highly recommend it. It's called From This World to the Next. And we'll we'll put the link in the show notes. Robin, thank you for joining me. Where can our listeners find you and find more information on the work that you do?
1: Sure. So if anybody has any personal questions, I'm always available. I'm on call 24 by six. And my cell phone is uh, 602-469- 1606. And I help people in crisis situations, or just if they have general questions, I'm available by phone or text or WhatsApp. And then if people want to look at the books um, and the materials and brochures and videos, there's all kinds of materials. They can go to NASC, which is org, Or if they just want to understand about the last kindness, the last kindness, which is burial, they can go to lastkindness.org or peacefulreturn.org. Thank you so much. Those websites.
0: And in one sentence or two sentences, can you tell us about Last Kindness? Because we didn't touch on
1: that. Sure, Last Kindness is a bari- is a website to teach people about the importance of burial. And our Jewish custom is burial is the gentle, loving way to go. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of people aren't aware and they choose cremation, which is not something that that we do not want to do that. It does not get you a good afterlife. So that's the site that teaches about burial and how important it is and to find, give you resources so that we can help you have a proper Jewish burial.
0: Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Well, thank you for doing everything that you do. And all of you guys listening in, thank you for choosing to spend your time here with us on the Two Mom Life podcast. I know you're busy and don't take it lightly that you are spending the time here with us today. So I hope you got something powerful out of today's episode. See you next time. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Two Mom Life podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please remember to rate us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you would like to learn more about me and my work helping moms feel Filled up and in balance or helping moms integrate family adventures big and small into mom life or to explore how we can work together visit my website loveadventuremom.com or find me on facebook and instagram at the handle loveadventuremom till next time l'chaim to life